We're on a thousand planets and spreading out. Bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. To the bat poles. May the force be with you. Who is that masked man? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. Thank you for sharing your afternoon with us. Before today's discussion, some genre-related news. The BBC has dropped a trailer for its upcoming adaptation of H.G. Wells' alien invasion classic, The War of the Worlds, with Rafe Spall, Eleanor Tomlinson, Rupert Graves, and Robert Carlyle, directed by Craig Viveros. You can take a look on the Fantastic Forum Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Fantastic Forum. And while you're there, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We love to be liked and we like to be followed. Episode 1 premieres tomorrow, Sunday, October 6th. Check your local listings for the time in your area. Tyler Hoechlin's Instagram page had a picture of him and Brandon Routh as Superman from the WB's Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event. Evidently, the crossover is in production now. Hoechlin appears as the Earth-1 Superman, a role he has played on the CW's Supergirl series, and Routh, who played the character in the 2006 film Superman Returns, is Kingdom Come Superman. The first episode of the crossover airs this coming December. Another trailer this week was for Birds of Prey, starring Margot Robbie, Elizabeth, sorry, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Journey Smollett Bell, and Rosie Perez, directed by Kathy Yan. The film opens in theaters February 7th, 2020. You can also see that on the Fantastic Forum Facebook page. The Comic Book Legal Defense Fund released the results of a survey on Wednesday that provided conclusive proof of something long suspected. Teachers are using comic books in the classroom as valuable tools to educate their students. The groundbreaking study gives a first look at the way comics are being used by educators in schools around the nation. Over 30% of the respondents use comics in their classrooms on a daily basis. Over three-fourths of the respondents are using comics for independent reading, and about half use them to supplement the primary lesson. Nearly 40% of respondents incorporate comics into their main teaching track, a higher-than-expected result that indicates the format has made substantial gains in educational settings. The survey verifies the profound student interest in the sequential storytelling format. Fewer than 3% of respondents indicate student resistance to comics. The survey also identified the top 10 comics that are being used. Those included Art Spiegelman's Mouse, as well as March from Congressman John Lewis, Andrew Iden, and Nate Powell, and American Born Chinese by Gene Wang. AMC has released some images from the new Walking Dead spinoff series that is currently in production in Virginia. The series, which has yet to be formally named, features young people growing up in the apocalyptic world where zombies roam the land. And this weekend in New York City, one of the largest comic book events is currently underway, uh, attracting I understand over about 125,000, depending on how you count it. The New York Comic Con runs through tomorrow. The show features comic book and entertainment talent, panels, screenings, and the prestigious Harvey Awards. The convention is being held at the Jacob Javits Center. You can get more information by visiting the website 
at NewYorkComicCon.com. Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix and directed by Todd Phillips, opened to a Thursday record of $13.3 million. The film also opened to mixed reviews. And we're talking about it and more on today's show. But first, here is the official Fantastic Forum review of Joker. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. There have been a number of movies in which the protagonist is a villain from comic books. Notably, Catwoman, Elektra, and Venom come to mind. Personally, I don't know why I'm supposed to be interested in seeing a movie in which the hero, Batman, Daredevil, Spider-Man, is absent. And in that regard, I've got mixed feelings about Todd Phillips' Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix. Those mixed feelings stem from my misgivings about having a villain as the protagonist. Although there is a certain moral ambiguity to the other characters I just mentioned, and all have supported their own standalone comic book stories. I also recall that many viewed the 1989 film Batman starring Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson as one in which the hero was overshadowed by the Joker's over-the-top personality and behavior. I believe there's a risk involved in any presentation in which a villain is the protagonist. It is said that life imitates art, and if that is true, we're all in big trouble with Joker. It's a well-constructed movie with rich, fully developed characters and acted by exceptional performers, but the protagonist is a deranged, twisted psychopath. The film is presented as a period piece, even down to the 70s era Warner Brothers logo in the opening. Arthur Fleck works as a clown for hire through an entertainment company. He cares for his aging mother as he pursues his dream of becoming a stand-up comedian. Fleck is depicted as a delusional loner who, when he is not being ignored, is frequently the object of scorn and public ridicule. Ultimately, he snaps and kills a group of gentlemen rogues who have set upon him on the subway. This incident becomes the catalyst for a growing social movement. The downtrodden underclass begins to rise up against the elite of the city, and Joker is the heroic symbol of this movement. The film is artfully assembled by director Todd Phillips, who co-wrote the screenplay with Scott Silver. Unlike some other comic character movies, none of the original source writers are credited, although there is an acknowledgement. Of course, short of his origin, most of Joker's backstory in the comics isn't well established and has continued to evolve. Although Phillips does borrow from some comic book material in his presentation, he abandons what has become the standard origin for the character, opting instead for a more subtle, gradual transformation. Joaquin Phoenix is nothing short of brilliant in his performance. He is nuanced and the evolution of the character is believable. The audience is even made to feel some sympathy for him as we observe him on the path to darkness. And we can see the darkness in his personality that was there all along. Phoenix is particularly adept at depicting the psychological and physical elements of the character's psychosis. And he has mommy issues. The cast is good, although there's no one I'd single out outside of the star. Robert De Niro gets co-star billing for what is essentially a supporting role. Francis Conroy and Brett Cullen are solid as Fleck's mother and Thomas Wayne respectively. The cast also includes Zazie Beetz, Shea Wiggum, Bill Camp, Glenn Fleshler, and Lee Gill. But back to the inherently dangerous elements here. And I know some of you are thinking, what are you talking about dangerous? Because after all, it's only a movie, right? Art imitates life and life imitates art. We've seen that many of our fellow citizens are very impressionable and easily manipulated. The danger of a movie like this is that it is likely to have a profoundly negative influence on some who watch it. Of course, so-called anti-heroes aren't unusual in film. However, I'd hesitate to use that term to describe Joker. This isn't simply a character lacking traditional heroic attributes. By the most literal interpretation, the term isn't inaccurate, but this film lacks the necessary consequences that might otherwise balance the presentation. And absent those consequences, it becomes likely that the audience evaluates the lead differently than they otherwise might. This movie demands a level of intelligence and objectivity from the viewer that is unreasonable for a contemporary audience. 
Adding to the challenge is the degree to which most viewers have been desensitized to depictions of violence and lack of morality in fictional presentations. Joker is rated R. There is profanity, minimal nudity, and graphic violence. This is not a movie for children. Works as a character study, but I was profoundly troubled by the lack of consequences for the villainous protagonist who could be idolized by segments of the audience. A well-acted crime drama thriller, but irresponsible on the part of the filmmakers. Three out of four stars. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. And there you have it, the official Fantastic Forum review of Joker, uh, which is directed by Todd Phillips, opened in theaters yesterday. Uh, and of course, made a ton of money in Thursday night screenings. So, we're going to introduce our guest panelists for today. I'm joined by the uh, ever-wonderful Shireen Nicole, and uh, also in studio we have uh, the redoubtable Julian Lytle, and uh, joining us via the magic of technology, uh, I have uh, two wonderful, very special guests. The Great Geek Refuge is Mike Lunsford, and we also have uh, actor, filmmaker, activist, uh, Chad Eric Smith. Everybody, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. So um, many of you had the opportunity to uh, actually hear my review of the of the film, and uh, I, I realized that uh, this is one of these movies that everybody has uh, a lot of different opinions about. I will just tell listeners as a warning. There are likely to be spoilers for this movie, and so uh, if you uh, have not seen it and you plan to, then you might take that into consideration while you are listening to this movie. So um, I tell you what, Chad, I I'd like to start with you because um, you know, as as a lot a lot of people have had very effusive praise for this film, and uh, I happen to notice that. You happen to have been among those people, so I, I'm uh, curious what you felt about it and why you felt that way. Yeah. Um, so, in a nutshell, you know, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, um, from a technical perspective, I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought it had a great score. Um, everyone has been talking about how stellar uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance was, and I think everyone is correct when they said that. Um, the question I've gotten often is whether or not. Um, uh, you know, his character or his performance was better, uh, or portrayal was better than Heath Ledger's performance. Was he obviously, um, you know, got an Oscar for um, uh, after his death? And at first, I think you know it's, it's too hard to compare to compare the two because it's so different. You know, one was a protagonist um, of the film; the other more of a supporting character. But I honestly would give it to Joaquin um, for being the best portrayal to date, in my opinion. I think it's a tour de force performance. It's transformative, deeply rich, and layered in performance. And um, I thought it was extremely compelling and unsettling simultaneously. It seemed like he was, as an actor, really kind of in the zone um, from the weight loss to the you know myriad of subtleties in his face, often doing the ironic thing at any given moment. I mean, his laugh in and of itself looked painful, you know, and... Um, to me, it seemed like the epitome of commitment from an actor, and I, I really enjoyed it from the from both as as an actor and as a filmmaker. Okay, all right. Now, um, uh, Shireen, I'm going to go to you next because I know that you also had a extremely uh, profound the, the film ex affected you in an extremely profound way, and uh, you didn't necessarily feel the same way that Chad felt about it. No, I do not feel the same way as Chad does. Hi, Chad. Um, it is a well-produced film in that it is visually lush and um, engaging. Joaquin Phoenix is quite good, and I think that those things, the score is good. So I do agree up to that point. But I think those things are the problem with the movie because Joaquin Phoenix is so dazzling that you may miss a, 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 just a full pit of problems with this movie from the refrigeration of women, from ableism, from the use of mental illness as an excuse. 
um, a very perverse take on um, Eat the Rich. Um, this film is, it takes the Joker, who is one of the most compelling villains ever, and attempts to turn him into some type of folk hero. But what it really gives us is an apologist take on a lone gunman. And all of the characteristics of this character lead you to those mass shooter headlines. And the character himself is emancipated by committing what? A mass murder by gun. This film is so problematic in so many ways that it is sometimes difficult for me to art articulate in a single conversation. But... Um, I have a great many problems with it that I will leave there for the time being. But I will tell you that for me, the filmmakers are trying to tell us that all of these things are okay and should be excused because they're all our fault. This uh, Arthur Fleck is a loner. He's that guy that everybody goes, oh, he was so quiet. We didn't know. People are willing to excuse their discomfort with this guy because he takes care of his mother. He really is a mass shooter headline made into a film. And there's so many hidden desires that I feel like Phillips and the other writer, um, Silver, embedded into this film that's just just super distasteful and dumbfounding for me. Mm, wow. That is different. Yeah, that that's that that that's a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm going to be interested to have you elaborate on some of that uh, as as the discussion goes on. Julian, you were in the same screening that I was, <laughs> <laughs> so how how'd you feel about the movie? Um, I can't say like I don't want to say I was entertained, but I thought it was a good film. Uh, I may be a bit a bit desensitized or lacking of empathy. Um, I thought the performance was great. The directing was great. Uh, I like how it uh, worked with some of the material. Because I guess for me, like my take is, I didn't read so many different type of Joker stories. I don't, I don't even care anymore. Like they don't affect mm. me anymore. Um, for me, I put this in the same category as like Monster, Funny Games. American Psycho, uh, all those type of movies that even Scarface, like mm -hmm. a lot of people celebrate Scarface. They want to be Scarface, but Taxi Driver. Tax. I don't. I, it is. It is. It is Taxi Driver. Taxi driver. Point it's, blank. Period. It's a, it's this fan, dude is Travis Bickle. I'm it's sorry. A, it's, it's a. Um, it's 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 a homage to a point of of fan art of mm. of early Scorsese. Mm -hmm. But I guess for me, it is like. It, it it is what it is. It's interesting. I almost kind of wanted to see it just so I could just see the dialogue. I'm almost. I was almost to the point where it's like I didn't even care anymore. Hmm. Like it, it's going to be talked about for like at least the next four months, probably. So it's like, it's well. I might wouldn't mind watching it again like a year from now, after like everything kind of calms down, to see if I actually have like some thoughts where I can actually look at it hmm. without everything around it. But, you know, I don't, and I don't know if his performance is better than anybody else's. I accept everyone's Joker as their Joker. I'm happy, whatever. Like, he, 60s show, his Joker was amazing. Jack Nicholson's Joker is amazing. You know, I, of course, Heath Ledger's, each one's different, each one's own. My favorite's Mark Hamill's, but hey, you stay wrong. <laughs> That's a good one. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM, Radio Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Shireen Nicole, Julian Lytle, Chad Eric Smith, and Mike Lunsford. Now, Mike, you haven't actually seen the film, so uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, just hold on a second <laughs> because we'll, we'll get back to you. All right, so, um, and I hear what everybody else has had to say about this. Um, I, my one overriding issue with this movie, and uh, Julian, I appreciate what you were saying about Scarface and Monster and some of these other ones. In fact, another movie that came to mind for me was uh, Public Enemy, uh, you know, with um, James Cagney. Uh, the distinction that I made between those movies, because, of course, the whole 
anti-hero thing. That's nothing new. Uh, even to the point of, uh, because I wouldn't exactly say anti-hero for this. I mean, <laughs> there was no ambiguity for me in terms of the villainous nature of the protagonist in Joker. But all of these other films had certain consequences. You know, particularly, I mean, Scarface, the end of this thing. Say hello to my little friend. Ah, you know, and then he's he's shot dead. I mean, you know, this, you know, say, same deal in uh, in Public Enemy. You know, it, but the key is, is that. If you're a bad guy in the movies, there are supposed to be certain consequences, and you don't come out smelling like a rose. And I just did not feel, number one, that there were ample consequences. And the other thing, for me in watching this film, uh, I felt as if Phillips made a decided effort to um, what I would describe as justify the behavior of his lead character. Um, you know, we, we are time and time again seeing scenes where uh, Phoenix as Arthur Fleck uh, is, he's doing nothing bad to anyone. In fact, one scene, he's actually making a little boy laugh and the child's mother, you know, is like, stop bothering my child. Oh, you not know? just a mother, an angry black woman. I need you to be clear. Yes, there is that, you know. And in fact, this is a uh, a nice little opportunity because there was I, I I think part of how people look at this movie has so much to do with their own points of view and um, I I appreciate Shireen as a as a African American woman that there were certain things about this that, that, that you has, saw that I didn't immediately recognize that has I, nothing I, to do with it I'm a writer and I recognize what this dude did. Because I'm not disabled, and I recognize what he did to the disabled community. Okay, hey, you know, then what? What? What is it that he did in this movie? I'm gonna let Mike talk first because if I start, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Well, um, Mike, there were some comments, even though you haven't actually seen the movie. There were yeah. some comments that you had based on. Uh, some of the publicity that you have seen, and clearly you've spoken to a number of people who have seen it. You are a fan of comics. You have feelings about the Joker, period. Uh, why don't you share some of that with us? I I was excited about this movie from the beginning, like before, like when they first announced that it was Joaquin Phoenix, even though it caught a lot of flack. People were like, I don't think he's right. He doesn't look the part. I, I didn't care. I know he's a great actor. I knew he was going to bring his A game to this performance. I still want to see this movie. After we heard uh, what the reception it got at the Cannes Film Festival, same thing. I was still excited about seeing this movie. But then when it got here, when it got to the United States, and we started seeing people watch it and review it, and they start talking about the things that are problematic about it, and the things that Todd Phillips was saying about like oh the world's too sensitive and yada 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 and we can't make jokes anymore it's like are you serious dude this is the road you're gonna go down like this is this is the path you've chosen like have you not seen who else is on your side with this like it 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 hasn't soured me to the movie i'll still watch it because i still think that good things can come from people with dumb things that they say like just because you say something <laughs> dumb doesn't mean you can't create good art but at the same time, too, it just seems problematic. And the things that it is espousing, the concepts that it's reiterating and reinforcing and really speaking about profoundly and saying these are the things that we want to be all about. And this is this this is what this character is. And we're going to turn him into almost like an anti-hero in a way, which is. Yeah, which is which is disgusting in a way, but it also it's I want to see it from the concept of is this. Was this poorly executed from Todd Phillips or is this really him trying to turn the mirror on the audience and saying, look, these are the people that you have created as your heroes. This is what society does. So there's a certain amount of it that makes me want to see that. But at the same time, too, hearing that there were 20 minute standing ovations for this for this movie and then hearing people that I respect, like Shireen and, and you, Yuli, saying what you felt about this movie, it's just like th this is the movie that got these 20-minute standing ovations, and it made me wonder 
are we insulated here in America where we're not seeing what the rest of the world sees? And that's why they could stand and applaud because for us, this isn't a movie. This is reality is people like taking matters into their own hands and not following like guidelines and killing people and then somehow getting applauded for it. And the people who are directing this saying, Oh, you're too sensitive. That's your problem. That's why you didn't like this. It just, Again, I'll still see this movie because I, I want to see how this how this came out. But it does kind of make me wonder: Was this done properly? Was this the right time for this movie? What is this tone deaf, or is this satire in a way? Is this something that that is really pointing itself at what is going on in our society right now? Hmm. Okay. It's not satire. I can tell you that. No, it's not. It's not satire. It's a propaganda film. Well, well, hold, hold that thought for a second because uh, some of the stuff that Mike was saying, um, I'd like to pivot back to Chad real quick because um, one of the things that uh, yeah, I, that I appreciate about where you were coming from, because I, and I think that I was looking at it in a similar fashion in that. Uh, this was I, I there's the content of the movie for me, but then there's also the filmmaking itself. And so I appreciate some of the more technical aspects of the filmmaking, the acting, uh, and then there is the problematic content. But I'm curious, Chad, as a filmmaker, uh, just in terms of what, uh, Mike was just saying about the possibility that there could be some tone deafness to the film, certain defensiveness on the part of the director, um, you know, this idea that maybe people can't take a joke. What, 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 what's your feeling as it relates to this film? Well, I mean, if storytelling is meant to provoke discussion, then they've won. Like, we're doing it right now. And even if there's a difference of opinion on the goodness of it, um, I think the discussion is still important and valid, and so that's one thing that comes out of it. I don't quite yet, uh, maybe I have to let it marinate more, don't quite understand. Um, I mean, if a villain is the protagonist, then you'd expect for there to be a lot of things that are, you know, immoral, immoral um, and unethical. So the, the Joker, I know um, Mark Hamill was mentioned, and like in The Killing Joke, for example, which was animated, it was quite, you know, violent and had a lot of uh, things that were going on, but it was in the context of it being a villain. And so I think, I think, I think it's all about context. We were talking earlier about how it, it seemed like it, it was trying to justify certain things. And I feel like justify gives this impression that something is justifiable. Um, I, I, for me, I think it just gives context and, and makes us, at the very minimum, understand, if not, if not agree. And so I, at no point did I watch this character on screen and think that he was a good guy. It's um, because you're anything. a very smart man. And I, and I, and I like to, well, I like to think so myself. <laughs> Thank you. But, but I also like this. I like, I hope at least, and I'm optimistic in that, that there are, you know, as a filmmaker, I like to create stories to the, to, um, to a smart audience. I, I, I don't write with the impression um, that audience is not smart. I always write with the impression that they are. And then those with whom they're not, I, I, you know, I feel like that's something that I can't help, you know. And so they, I, I just have to work with the way that I tell my stories. And, I, and so I, I appreciate when a, um, when a, a filmmaker or a storyteller uh, assumes that they have a shrewd audience. Because I, I don't like when someone tries to dumb down their storytelling because they don't think I'm smart enough to get what they're doing. May mm. I? Well, um, I, I, you absolutely may respond, but I, I, I'm just going to venture, uh, well, two things. One, I'm going to venture that maybe, and this is something I'm going to revisit after we take a break, but uh, I'm just going to say that in some cases, I think intelligence is a disadvantage for some people watching this movie, and I'll elaborate on that when we come back. The other part is that it is time for us to take a short break because, of course, Fantastic Forum uh, comes to us through Arlington Independent Media. And it just so happens that we are in the midst of our WERA Fall Fund Drive. And so, uh, of course, for over 35 years, AIM has built community through media, bringing you the content that brings us together with over 70 original shows on the air each and every week. WERA programs bring you some of the best new music and the most exciting conversations with the people that make Arlington unique. 
programs you won't hear anywhere else. Please continue to support AIM so that we can keep WERA on the air for many years to come. Visit WERA.FM and click the donate button to make your tax-deductible contribution today. Thank you for your continued support of Arlington Independent Media and WERA 96.7 FM. So, on that note, we're going to step aside while we acknowledge some of our underwriters, and I'm also going to take the opportunity to promote some of the other fine WERA shows coming up later today. But stick around, because there is more of this scintillating conversation about Todd Phillips' Joker coming up right after this. Welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined in studio by Shireen Nicole, Julian Lytle, and through the miracle of technology by Mike Lunsford and Chad Eric Smith. We are talking today about the latest, the greatest, the newest movie from DC and Warner Brothers. Todd Phillips' Joker, which opened in theaters yesterday, although it was available uh, through uh, Thursday screenings, preview screenings, and uh, man, it set the world on fire. It uh, earned $13.3 million in preview screenings, and I think it is assured, virtually assured anyway, that this is going to be the number one movie at the box office this weekend. And um, what I had been saying before we took the break a couple of moments ago was that I, I worry that intelligence might be bad for audiences watching this movie. Now, of course, this seems contrary to what I was saying because I feel like only an intelligent audience is going to be able to watch this film and maybe not be adversely influenced or affected by it. But I think that there may be a tendency on the part of a well-educated and objective audience uh, to maybe not take this movie quite so seriously. To say, well, it's just a movie. Uh, there's no point in uh, letting it get to us. But uh, Shireen, you had had some very interesting counterpoints that you had wanted to make. Please uh, share those. Well, I'll go with um, first, and I'll try to be succinct and quick, but the first thing is something that Mike said when he asked the question, was this tone deaf deafness or was this Todd Phillips pointing the mirror at our society? And I would say to you, Mike, neither. This is a man who made the propaganda film he wanted to make. This is a man who made a film that is all about the incel winning. That's that's the film that was made so neither of those two things I think he is a very deaf filmmaker he made we all agree on the technical proficiencies of the film which I think are the dangers of the film but did he make the movie that he wanted to make at the time he wanted to make it he absolutely did I call this a Trump era Joker oh. and um, and and it's because Todd Phillips and Scott Silver were very clear in the message that they wanted to send to us so that's first Second, the audience in Venice and the audiences at Cannes. I'll, I'll give you an example before I give you my point. Oftentimes when the Asian community or other communities say, this film has a representation problem, if you go to something like that awful ghost in, in the shell, and people go, well, people in Japan didn't have a problem with it. And I always tell them that's because Japan doesn't have a representation problem. Hmm. Asian Americans have a representation problem. So the perspective is quite different. Italy, as you said earlier in the car, does have some issues with the rise of fascism, but they do not have the issues of school shooter manifestos and lone gunmen that we have. Mm -hmm. Their perspective is different. For them, Joker is a fantasy. It's it's you know, it's it, it does not affect their lives. It, could, it might as well be a far-flung future dystopia for them because it's not relevant to their lives in the way that it is to ours. So that's a second point. Um, thirdly, 
when you talk about villains, and I think this is this was Chad's point that we're talking about a villain as a protagonist, so of course he's going to do some wrong things. I suggest to you that what Todd Phillips is doing in this film is he's telling us quite clearly that Joker is not a villain. Oh, he shoots some people, but that's okay. They kicked him and they beat him and they, you know, they were bothering some woman. You know, the brown kids beat him up for no reason. The angry black woman messed with him for no reason. No black women will listen to him. His mom's a little bit of a liar there. Oh, the, the lady down the hall, there's something going on there that may not be quite acceptable. Oh, he is justified. This, is, this movie is not social commentary. It is condoning. And what I want to say is this Joker is not a villain. He is made out to be a folk hero. He is the leader of a revolution. He is the hero of the proletariat. That is a very bad thing, and that is why I say this is a propaganda film. This is telling you the same thing that those mass shooter headlines tell us. Oh, it's our fault that they're like this. Oh, they were loners. Oh, they had mental illness. Oh, they had disability. And I'll tell you, the mental illness and the disability communities will say the nay because of the way that it villainizes them and criminalizes them. And the way that this movie villainizes and criminalizes people of color. And let's not forget the way that it utilizes women. You want to talk about women in refrigerators, as Gail Simone wrote? No, this is sub-zero. This is deep freeze. This is worse than anything Victor Freeze could have ever done. These women are paper dolls, action figures for this dude to play with, to blame, and then to punish and these are all very real problems with this film that I think the, the, the marionette swagger of Joaquin Phoenix's very, very good performance and the beauty of this film, they obscure that. It's give them a little razzle-dazzle. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the poison go down. Well, folks, that's fatal. Mm. Wow. Well, don't mince words, Shireen. Tell us what you really mean. Okay, I'll, I'll go back in. <laughs> can, I, can I tip in on this real quick? Yeah, sure, Mike. One of the things that, that really, like, first off, Shireen, I'm, I'm totally with you. Because the vibe that I got from this movie, even before it was released, was was problematic. And here's why. When you have to pull the movie from certain theaters... When you have to give disclaimers and warnings, like like vivid disclaimers and warnings, not, hey, this is rated R. Maybe kids shouldn't see this. No, not that, because that's obvious. We're saying they're not playing it in the same theater where that psychopath shot up all those people during Dark Knight Rises. They can't play it there. That, that shows that there was... If this movie was done deftly, if this movie was done... I'm not going to say appropriately, because, again, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. But, like... It shows that there's a problem here where this movie essentially was made. It was made to be a, an American film. And that just shows it, it's just proof. I mean, I spoke like, is it tone deaf? Well, it, it's it's really looking like it is. And from what I'm hearing from, wait, from you guys, is that, that seems to be yeah, an issue. Wait, wait, and I'm curious, I'm curious, it's just it's scary to me that like, yeah, wait, wait, you Ch have Chad, to I'll come these. to you in just a second. Wait a second. Yeah, fin what, complete your thought, Mike. It What's scary to me is that like that's okay with them is that like i i understand like you need to be able to speak about these things because that's how you comment on on society you know the social commentary is you comment on these awful things that have happened but like the fact that they can't even show it in these places hey we can't have anybody dressing up in cosplay for this because it's going to be a security risk maybe that's showing that we're not ready for something like this or that this director didn't handle this properly. And again, too, this is all knee-jerk reaction. This is all coming from what I don't exactly know because I haven't seen the film. But it, it doesn't... I'll tell you this, I'm not running out to go see this movie right away because now I'm, it's, it's just the more and more I hear about it and the more I hear these opinions from people that I respect when it comes to film, when it comes to media, it just makes me wonder, like... There's there's got to be something wrong here if this is the way that this is coming off because even the Dark Knight Rises the Dark Knight Rises had no reason for for that to happen but to say you know this might incite riot this might incite somebody to do something awful 
that's pretty messed up. Hmm. All right. Yeah, Chad, you were trying to get in there. Yeah, I was just kind of. I'm just kind of just want to figure out like how how would one make a Joker film in which the source material is comic books and graphic novels? Um, is what it is. You know what I mean? Like if that is if that's what the character is and that's how it is. Like then. I don't know how you would be able to make a, a film about it. So what, is a suggestion that films shouldn't be made like that at all? Should comic book characters like villains, like this type of character, not be even created? Hmm. And that's an interesting question. Wait, Shireen, uh, I'll, I'll get to you in just a second. First, want to remind everybody they're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM. Radio Arlington. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined in studio by Shireen Nicole, Julian Lytle, and uh, over the uh, airwaves by Mike Lunsford and Chad Eric Smith. And uh, one thing that I just want to throw in there, and and Shireen, I'm going to come back to you in just a second, uh, in terms of what you were saying, Chad, and Julie and I were talking about this the other day, because Julian brought up what I thought was an excellent point. Julian, you were saying that um, in any normal world, all right. So Batman doesn't kill, but why in the world haven't hasn't Gotham City or whatever the state where Gotham City is located given the Joker the death penalty? You would have expected <laughs> that this guy would have been sentenced to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. You keep locking him up in the insane asylum, and he keeps breaking out. And I'm thinking, yeah, because I mean, he doesn't even strike me as the type who would appeal a, a sentence of death, you know? I'm thinking, oh, He'd yeah, just ordinarily. just be like, give me the laughing gas chamber. <laughs> that, you know? But, you know, ordinarily, oh, these guys, because you say, oh, well, they, they appeal for years, and you can be on death row for years, you know, but that doesn't seem to be the case with him, so I he can only assume. He doesn't go to jail. No, he does he not go to He goes to an institution, yeah. and then he breaks out. But in the end, they re, re, they re, see that the whole rules, the rules of the universe doesn't work in the real world. So, no. like, I don't even want to mix those two, but mm-hmm. I don't think any Batman movie with the Joker will be shown in Aurora, ever. Hmm. You can't. I don't care what it is. The Joker's <laughs> in it. Like, nah, hmm. fam. This dude dressed up as... He said he was dressed up as Joker to do this thing in a movie. It has nothing to do with the Joker. Right. It, hmm. is, it is the, it is the uh, Occupy Wall Street Bane movie. Mm-hmm. That's hmm. what it was. It has nothing to do with Joker. But they, they're not here for it. I understand. A person dressed up as the Joker, supposedly, and shot up people, killed people. Yeah, that's what it is. For me, like, I get everything Serena's saying. But, like, I had to sit through three billboards and see it be celebrated. And it's about, like, a racist white cop to beat people up, shoot people, and a woman that blows up stuff, and they go around and start hunting down supposed rapists that don't have no evidence. Sorry, I just spoiled a whole nother movie. <laughs> that's um, fine. It's well, straight up you know, and down. But, like, but no, that's a real issue. Cops really kill people and beat people up for no reason. He got celebrated for it. He then played another racist with Taraji B. Henson. With the whole press tour, his only thing was like, I wouldn't mind not playing a uh, racist in a while. <laughs> right. Well, okay, but okay, even, so they really shoot people. Yeah, but even yeah. with three billboards, I mean, there were consequences. I'm a, no, there I'm a, wasn't. No, Did I'm you a, watch I'm, three billboards? I'm a, yeah, I'm going to spoil the movie even more. Because they never find the guy who killed her daughter. No, they go on a hunt. <laughs> yeah, but they don't find him. That's, that's the key. That's, that, a, that's a consequence. That's, is it? Yeah, that, it's a vigilante it, origin story. That's yeah, what three right, bill, billboards okay, yeah, is. Right, it's right, a vigilante right, origin okay, story. But, yeah, there was a point, Shereen, you wanted to but, make. Well, what, 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 what Chad was saying, and I get what you're saying, Chad, but for me, no, the answer is never don't make movies. And I think that you and I come from two different vantages on this and that I don't think this was a movie about a villain. That's my problem. I would have loved to have a, a movie about the the villain, Joker. That's not what this was. That's It was an apologist piece of, of, of whatever you want to call it. The, the it's incel a, wins, you said. The incel <laughs> wins, and we're meant to celebrate it. Hey, Guy Fawkes was right. That's what this well, movie I could, is. How could you say a movie called The Joker that takes place in Gotham City in the same universe as uh, a future Batman? Make a movie about a villain. Make a movie about a villain. Don't make a movie about a proletariat hero and then tell me everything he's done is okay. I think that's... Is it V for that, about that? 
Yeah, and good point, because I wanted to get to this. Even as a child, when I watched Taxi Driver, I understood that Travis Bickle was messed up. When I read V for Vendetta, I understood that V was jacked up. When I watched Scarface, I know Carlos is not a good man. You hear me? Mm -hmm. When I'm watching this Joker, hold on. When I'm watching this Joker, that is not the message that Todd Phillips is giving me. All those other movies y'all named, I know. It is clear. It is clear who my antiheroes are. It is clear who my villains are. It is clear the people that I'm not supposed to be sure about. It's clear when good people do horrible things. All of those films are clear. And what I am saying to you gentlemen here today is that this film is very clear that it wants us to think that everything that this Joker does is not only okay, but justified. And at if this moment in time, at this moment in time, this is a bad film to come out. And I think Todd Phillips knew exactly what he was doing. And I'm going to tell you, it's not ever just a movie. Movies are about what they say, not just about the art, because we could have paintings for that. It is about what they say to you. They are about what you leave the couch or the theater or wherever you are with. Don't tell me something's just a movie because Birth of a Nation, that propaganda film, still influences how black people are represented in film to this day. Okay, you're talking about the original Birth of a Nation, right. D.W. Griffith. Yes. Okay, all right, okay. So uh, w when you look at how cultures see black people in America, it is because of what Hollywood put out there. So don't ever tell me something is just a film. Okay, Chad, your reply. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we just have a different uh, opinion. I think when you know when I look at it, it, it was a villain to me through and through. It was an origin story of a villain, and you know, it, it, at no point did I think to myself, "This is a, a, a person who's sympathetic." Um, or that his his choices or actions were um, were reasonable or or right, or that he should be um, held up as some sort of um, hero, you know. Because you're um, a good person. I, 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 I would, you say what? Because you're a good person. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are good people. I think you 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 seem to be a good person too, and so that's why I don't know why you would view it differently. Well, I, one of the things that I think is interesting here is, because uh, of course, we all know that films, films have messages, and films send messages, and, you know, so particularly, I'm, I'm curious, because, you know, there, there, were, there was a vibe that I got off of it, and, you know, hell, we don't all have to agree, in fact, I love no. it when we don't, <laughs> you know, but, um, but I'm curious, though, because uh, from the standpoint of you know, somebody, and I, I can tell you, I've seen this man's movies. He knows what he's doing. You know, very talented. So, but I'm curious uh, that you didn't, because uh, you're saying you didn't get that uh, there was this message uh, that Shireen seemed to get so clearly about what Todd. I didn't uh, see it was what a Todd... either. Versus, mm -hmm. as you, you just said, like you, you saw Tony Montana as a bad person. Yo, to this you a didn't part see of me, Tony yo Montana as a bad person. No, fam. Tony Let's get it. The world is yours. Let's get this. How in the world? That is the American dream. How did you not? That is the American dream. Henry Hill is a good person. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, Nino is your dude, too? Yes. That's the problem. Yeah. Now, when you get older, you can analyze it better. But when you just watch this, like... Let's get this money. Except with Nino, you also have Ice T. Ice T's New Jack Cop. You kind of rock. Thank that, you. That, that, Counterpoint and balance. Yeah, you just called it. That, but it, Scarface what, don't got that. No, but oh, you Scarface just got that. Oh, come no, on. Now, Tony Montana, no. he was a, take a look at the bad guy. Huh? Hey, but, but, but he's but, not the bad wait, guy. Wait, wait, but, but what, what, he is what, the bad guy. Hold on there. Hold on. Hold on. We're almost out of time. And I have I have promised that I'm trying to be able to give folks an opportunity to plug what they're doing. Chad, what are you doing right now? What are you working on? Where can people see your your latest work? Well, um, well, I, I do want to make an announcement that I'm really excited about. Um, well, well, right now I'm in post production on a short film uh, that I co-produced uh, and star in. It's called Fatherless, and it was uh, written and directed by William M. Crouch. And in it, I, I play a young physicist who um, develops time travel in order to give himself uh, a, a better uh, childhood. So 
Uh, I'm really, uh, really excited about that. Hmm. Um, also, um, the Washington, D.C. Office of Cable, Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment uh, has select- selected myself as the October 2019 Filmmaker of the Month. Really? really Congratulations. You know? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a D.C. native, it's just a, it's an honor to be uh, to be recognized in that way. So those are the two things I have going on. And then, oh, also one last thing, my vampire comedy um, that I wrote and directed is called Dark Therapy about a vampire with an irrational fear of blood <laughs> who uh, seeks psychiatric treatment. It's going to be premiering on Revolt TV, which is uh, Pop Daddy's network, on October 18th. Let me tell you, this is a really good movie. It's, I laughed so hard. <laughs> uh, Chad posted it on Facebook. I don't even mm. know if he knows it's me until he sees my name. <laughs> but um, this is such a good film. He's a really great filmmaker, so you guys should check all of his stuff. Mm, there you go. Also right. a very good tour guide. Uh, uh, well, there you go. That sounds like another story there. Hey, so Mike, GGR. Yeah, uh, the Great Geek Refuge is what that uh, what GGR stands for. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. We got podcasts, we got articles, all of that stuff. Our uh, our tagline is first you get the money, then you get the power, <laughs> then you get. The- no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I I know what Julian's talking about. It's one of those with with Scarface. It's like yeah, he's the bad guy, but still you're just like yeah. I mean, come on, he's Scarface. How can you not like him? Um, no, it, we're, it, our tagline is don't be a juice bag because, and, and it really fits in with what we've been talking about today, is there's so much stuff out there that everybody wants to be up in arms about, that everybody wants to be like, oh, the world's too sensitive. Like, you can talk about the things that you love without being a jerk. And that's what we are all about, is this nerdy, geeky place. We can have a refuge where we can all talk about it and not be jerks about it. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, Julian. Um, you can write, uh, read my reviews on dot, on Adobe.com. Uh, my podcast is at Ignorance Bliss. Um, also, there's another podcast called Culture Trapping. You can find me on all social media as Julian Lytle, L Y T L E. There you go. My last name. All right, and Shireen, can you talk about some? Because I know, I mean, there's some real exciting stuff you're doing writing wise now. Well, I just wanted to say I said Carlos because I was angry, but I meant Tony Montana. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I got you. Um, and and I feel like I've said enough today. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've got, um, I, I have a comic book coming out, um, in, or a comic coming out in the Wayward Kindred Anthology, mm-hmm. which I'll be telling you guys about the Kickstarter for that, and that'll be dropping early next year, and just had some short stories and things come out. There you go. All right. And of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show, and you can check us out if you happen to be in the Arlington, Virginia area. Uh, we are on, on Arlington Independent Media, Comcast Channel 69, Verizon Files Channel 38, Saturdays and Sundays at 8 p.m. Also, if you miss any portion of the show on Saturdays, well, lucky for you, it re-airs each and every Thursday at 3 p.m. This episode will be re-airing then, so tell your friends. Also, visit the website at fantasticforum.tv because we've got all the episodes there of the radio show and the tv show we've got segments broken out you like interviews you like discussion all that stuff you like we've got it there so be sure to come back again next week same bat time same bat station i'll be here will you